0: Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host Nate Thomas flying solo today, um, but we got a good one today. Um, it's a little bit different than what we normally do, but um, you know we just we think so highly of this company that we decided to kind of talk about the backstory, uh, how they you know were to, to come about, and then um, how they you know help people in the outdoors. So uh, our show today is with uh, one of the owners of Alps Outdoors, Adam Bruni. And we are talking about the story of Alps and what they do, um, you know, out in the community, getting people out in the outdoors, whether that's hunting or fishing. And that's what we're doing today. So, um, you know, it's a little bit different than, you know, the bull crapping and, and stuff like that we normally do. So before we get into the show, let's get into our, our sponsors for today. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, we got Alps Outdoors, uh, terrific company. We talk about several of their products uh, in the show uh, that we actively use. And if you're looking to get some of that stuff, which, like I said in the show, we use every bit of those items, uh, use our code 2023WoodsWater for 30% off. I think it should still work. Um, If it doesn't, hopefully we'll have a code for uh, 2024 for you when you hear this. Um, But as of now, that's the code we got, so just keep trying it out. Uh, Weber Outfitters, weberoutfitters.com um when you hear this this will be the uh Tuesday before they have their coyote tournament which is coming up so you know get out there to Hawk Point and support them and uh check them out I don't know that we're going to make it to the the coyote tournament um got some other stuff going on that week that's going to cause us to travel so it will be difficult but um we'll we'll be back out there for sure at some point so check out Weber Outfitters Athlon Optics uh stuff's awesome i've got my Ares uh scope back on my christensen uh npr really excited to uh to get that thing sighted in and uh got an athlon on every single one of my my rifles at this point so check them out athlonoptics.com on x use the code mww20 for 20 percent off um i got the the elite pack i think it is or the yeah the elite which is all 50 states because i hunt in more than one state and it's uh it's pretty awesome to use all kinds of cool features actually just published our show with on X on our YouTube channel, which I think was episode 175. And on that show, Jared shows you some of the features, um, on his desktop. So check that out because it's, it's really pretty cool. And, um, you know, check them out. Black Ovis use our code MWW10 for 10% off. Um, now's a good time to get some arrows for next year. Just saying, it's winter time. Get them now and get shooting. Um, get Use that custom arrow ID builder. And sister company, Camo Fire, download the app. Check out um, all the, the daily gear deals that you can uh, check out. I've gotten better about getting back on my app and seeing what I can get. I'd like to find myself another uh, gear hoist that I've got, which I think is technically a Hawk gear hoist, but I'm not positive. It's basically just a uh, kite. You know, the, the things that the kite stuff was on, the kite string, and it's got paracord on it and then a, a little carabiner at the end of it. I love that damn thing. I've been using it for years, and I, I'd like to get a second one because I'm worried about breaking that one. So anyway, check them out. Zamberland uh, boots, XamberlandUSA.com, reveal cameras by Tacticam. Um, I'm going to do a product highlight of that, which is the solar panel. I've got a camera that has been running off that solar panel the entire year, and I've never had to go back out to that camera once. So I think next year I'm going to make sure every single one of the cameras that can have it is going to have a solar panel uh, because that's been worth its weight in gold, to be honest with you. And they're not that expensive um, to get the solar panels. So check them out. Reveal cameras by Tacticam. And then last but not least, our buddy Dustin Williams over at Habitat Works. Habitat Works um, check him out on his Facebook page, mention us when you call, you can get 15% off any service, or right now he's actually offering free consultations, which is huge. Um, just having Dustin tell you what he would do with a property is, is big. So uh, check him out at HabitatWorks, uh, 816-752-7390 or HabitatWorksLLC at gmail.com. That is the sponsors for today. We appreciate them. Let's get into our show with Adam Bruni with Alps Outdoors. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Okay, with us today, I've got Adam Bruni with Alps Outdoors. Adam, what's up, man?
1: Not much. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be on the show
0: yeah excited about this one um our main contact there at uh, alps kyle you know we've kind of talked about doing a show like this for a while um and well you probably know how the world works and you know schedules and and things just happen and and for whatever reason it didn't happen until today and we're making it happen and i'm excited about it it's it um you know we we talked about this a little before we recorded but We've worked with Alps from the very beginning of our show, and we think the world of the company and the people that work there. And so, I'm excited to talk about what it is Alps does in the outdoors, and uh, you know, we can even talk about some cool stuff you guys got too, because you got some cool stuff, and we use a lot of it. So, uh, before we get into all that, though, Adam, what, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us, you know, uh, where you're from, and uh, you you grew up in Missouri. So, I'm going to ask
1: you what your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors is. Yeah. Um, so as you said, my name is Adam Bruni. Um, I'm from New Haven, Missouri, born and raised here. Um, this is where Alps was started and founded by my dad, Dennis. Um, so I have lived here my whole life and grew up in the business. Um, it was started out of our garage. You know, hear that all, that all the time of people starting out of the garage, it literally was. Yep. Um, so I've been around it and in it my entire life. Um, and I'm fortunate to also be, um, one of three siblings. So my older brother is involved and my younger sister. Um, so all three of us, second generation kids are involved with the business. That's pretty cool. Um, but to your question about what's my favorite part of Missouri. Um, it, it's gotta be chasing white tails. Um, I've been hunting in different parts of the country. Um, and yeah, we're, we are pretty blessed with what we have in our backyard. Um, and I think a lot of people that were born and raised here probably take it for granted, but, um, yeah, that's absolutely my favorite part about living here in Missouri is having access to that.
0: Yeah. We actually, we did our, uh,
1: year in recap
0: show last night, uh, as a group of the three of us. And we talked about if you had to move to a state that's not known for its whitetails, like let's say Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. would you still have the same passion and, you know, for the whitetail and all three of us were like, you know, I think it would take some getting used to, you know, leaving a state that is consistently one of the top states for whitetail and could be the top state if we would change a few things and, you know, to move to a state where a big, you know, a big deer would be 110 inches or something like that. You know, it would take, it would take a, like a, a change in your, um, the way you look at things. Although I I would never give up whitetail, but it would, it would be different. It would definitely be different. Good thing. I'm not moving anytime soon as far as I know. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
1: no, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yeah.
0: So, um, what's your background in the outdoors? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, did you grow up doing hunting and fishing and all that sort of stuff? Um, did your dad kind of bring you up, you know, off the knee that way?
1: Um, so as we grew up, I was more involved with sports. Sure. Me too. Um, so I did a, I did some hunting and some camping. Um, yeah, a lot of it was because of the business, um, but there's only so many hours in a day. And in terms of how heavily I was involved in sports like weekends and other things, um, I didn't do tons of it growing up, but um, since I've been with the company now for 17 years, I've gotten a lot more into both hunting and camping. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was kind of the same boat. I
0: grew up camping with my dad or my parents, but never, I never hunted an animal until I was in college. Um, and then, you know, fell off the deep end, you know, as they would say. (laughs) And, um, now I'm sitting here talking about it, you know, on a, on a show, but, um, so I was in the same boat. Sports took up so much of my time growing up and take up a lot of my time now with the kids, but, Mm -hmm. um, that, Hunting wasn't a thing we fished a lot when we camped, we also fished yeah. um yeah. and that those things were almost synonymous. like if you went camping, you were going fishing too Th- Those happened at the same time. um but right. yeah, the hunting side of it, which is what I love now i mean i I can't tell you the last time I've picked up a fishing pole outside of going with my son um that's that's where I really went off the deep end and you know through doing that you you do research on <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And, you know, then you find a, a, an awesome company like Alps, who is also in the state of Missouri. And, you know, we're big supporters of Missouri-based companies as well. But I'm curious, has your dad ever told you the story of, of why he
1: started Alps out of the house, out of the garage? Um, yeah. I mean, he tells it all the time. So, pretty much, he – so, his career started um, a company called ARP, so – um they were also here in New Haven, mm-hmm. and then they, they were actually um, the tent capital of the world for a while. This was back, I think, maybe in the 70s. I'm not exactly sure on that timing, but he kind of rose through those ranks and ended up running one of their branches for a while. Um, and then, yeah, he just knew that he had been doing it long enough that he could do it on his own. And he was at that point commuting down to St. Louis. And as I said, we were very heavily involved in sports. So as we got into middle school and high school, um, he was commuting and ended up having to miss a lot of our stuff. Yep. So he wanted to be able to have that flexible schedule and be his own boss and had the uh, work ethic and drive to make it happen.
0: And it's kind of grown. I mean, did it did it start with more tent style things back then i mean how did it kind of grow throughout the years through you know i mean obviously we have tents and camping gear and um i mean gosh packs packs galore honestly um you know you got all kinds of options but it started mostly as a
1: as a tent thing back in the day so very first it started because he actually had a non-compete for a couple years so it started with just fanny packs believe it or not yep um So it was only backpacks for those first couple of years. And then that grew into tents um, and then air pads and furniture. um, And that was all under Alps Mountaineering. So that's where it got started. Okay. You know, in 1993, this is our 30th anniversary is when it all got started. But for the first um, probably, I think, 14 years, it was just Alps Mountaineering. So Alps Outdoors, the um, is newer. And that's when we got into the, the hunting backpacks. Um, when we expanded into the Alps Outdoors branch of our company. That's cool. That's, I didn't,
0: I would have, I would have said it was the other way around, you know, if I was just guessing, because, you know, pack wise, I mean, there's, I I own so many of your packs now, it's actually probably embarrassing, but, um, I I actually have a picture from when my brother-in-law and I were in Wyoming um, we were you know, backpack hunting off our backs mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not the best at taking pictures, um, you know, in in what I do. Uh, I talk about what I do and I don't do a great job of filming or picturing. Well, I happened mm-hmm. to get a picture one night. It was rain it was getting ready to rain on us and so I had my pack up under my vestibule um in my I'm pretty sure I've got the Helix tent. Uh it's the red and gray nice. one. It's the red and gray. Yep. So the helix yep. one person um and then inside my tent is my alps pad my Alps mm-hmm. um sleeping <laughs> bag, and then my elite pack is under the vestibule The only thing that wasn't Alps in that picture was my bow, and oh. <laughs> I thought that was you know nice. kind of funny you know 'cause um it kind of shows you you know like where you know you can get kind of a lot of the gear you're looking for um you know from Alps. But- and, you know, my goal wasn't to make this a giant commercial for Alps, but that's really what it is. I mean, you know, w- when we talk on our show, obviously Alps is a partner of ours. So sometimes people think that, you know, well, you say their name, but you don't use any of their stuff. No, we, we have a lot of Alps stuff. I mean, we talk about your guys' tri-leg stool like it's the best thing since sliced bread. And that's a $20 item. Um, although we, we found the XLT tri-leg school stool.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit taller one
0: yeah that might be <laughs> our next move up <laughs> uh you know like we might go from the XL the Ford XLT to the King Ranch or something like that it, <laughs> I don't know man That that's pretty freaking sweet uh it, it's amazing that extra couple inches you know how much right. more comfortable you you can be on a, a coyote stand or wherever you're at um but yeah you it's like I mean we have so much Alp stuff that there's an application for almost you know a lot a lot of the stuff that you guys have and a lot of stuff on the wish list, uh, for us too. But, um, what goes into, I mean, so every year you guys seem to add something new and something, you know, cool. Like this year, the elite pack came out, I think in 23, pretty sure. Um, am I wrong about that? Mm -hmm. Okay. It came out last year. Uh, Okay. I knew it's, I know it's new. How about, how about that? The elite pack is new. And, um, you know, like every year, uh, and we were excited to try it and and I obviously put it through its paces in uh in Wyoming and uh it worked amazingly and then um you know it seems like there's something you know new and cool every year. so do you guys try to look at needs that that are out there and then try to fill them or how how what goes into your decision process on what you're gonna try to bring out um you know next year and the new the newest thing you're gonna go for,
1: yeah um i mean we invest heavily into product development like we got a great team of guys here um that they're like you they're out there they're they're not sitting behind a desk designing stuff they're out there using it abusing it yep um and that's how we make stuff better um but how do we get to that like we describe it a lot as a funnel so we don't claim to have all the ideas but whether it's people like you, or friends in the industry, or just other ideas that um, somebody might suggest it's just a normal consumer. So it's taking those ideas and bringing it de- then down about what makes sense, what tweaks can we make, how can we make it better. Um, but that's our job at, as product developers is taking all those different ideas and uh, figuring out a way to truly improve on stuff um I mean we've got stuff you know you talked about the elite that's that that was been on the drawing board and in development for years it's not like well who to, took t- five months with this new <laughs> line of backpacks right yeah um so it's it's years of design work and testing and improving and you know we're not gonna put a product out there that's not been tested and put through the ringer already yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and
0: that goes to show like actually, so I I took two sleeping pads with me to Wyoming and uh, the second, the other one I had was a different brand. I already, I had it years before and, and I never used it. So I took it. Mm-hmm. That one went with me day one because it was a little bit smaller than my Alps one mm-hmm. was. So I'm like, I'll, I'll throw this one in the pack because I'm a little worried about space. I'm not sure how this is going to work. That, that sleeping pad did not make it through the night, my first night. And so I learned my lesson there because my Alps one not only made it through the entire trip, I never had to worry about, you know, it going flat on me or, I mean, um, it made it through the entire trip and it was a lot more comfortable. It wasn't near as freaking loud as the one I had that was smaller. That thing was loud. Every time I moved, it made noises. Um, and that's just a damn sleeping pad. But you notice stuff like that when you're out in, you know, out in the woods, um, that tent. That Helix one-person tent, I was so damn worried about, you know, how small a tent was. And, you know, I made the Mm -hmm. decision. I I actually talked to Kyle before going out there because I have the Lynx as well. I have a Lynx one-person tent. And Uh the the Lynx is a a touch heavier than the Helix was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or is. And I was talking to Kyle and another fella uh, with you guys who's one of your product fellas. And he's like try the Helix out and let us know how it was because I think you're going to be happy with that. And I was so worried about how small it was going to be. And I had so, you know, I'm not a big dude, so let's remember that. But I had so much room uh, and I, we got pissed on. I mean, absolutely pissed on the third day we were out there. And I was so worried because we're up, we're up on this mountain in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming and it's cold, it's raining and It's Mm -hmm. hours upon hours to get back to our truck. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're going to, I'm going to get wet. This is, and I have no change of clothes. Uh, You know, I, I, I was as minimal, minimalistic as I could be. Uh, I had an extra pair of socks as the only thing extra I had. And I'm like, I'm going to get wet. And so we hunkered down in our tents and the feeling you have of just sitting in that tent in the rain, just going, huh, this is kind of cool. You know, you're just chilling in the rain. And then when I got a little chilly, I'd pop into my, my sleeping bag, which is freaking awesome. I wish I remembered the name of which one that is. Um, it's a zero degree. I'm pretty sure. Um, I pop into that thing and warm right up, uh, in that thing and then get a little warm and get back out of it and just be like this. I cannot believe how dry I'm, I'm staying. Um, and that stuff has to perform when you're out there. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know? Um, and that's, what's cool about the Alps stuff, you know, in my opinion, and I don't have a lot of experience with tents, um, with, you know, sleeping bags, um, things like that, but I know like my elite pack, it comes with hip pouches. It comes with, uh, rain fly. It comes with everything you need to go hunting. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's other, there's other really good Western packs out there. But they're like double the cost for a basic pack. And um, so, you know, like if someone might see, well, the Alps Elite pack is a little, you know, cheaper, it it must not perform. No, I'm here to tell you, I watched it perform. I watched it out there. I didn't get to pack an elk home, although I did take an elk head home because I found a deadhead. So it got to pack something out. Um, But I was positive it was going to perform with meat on it too, because it it was set up to do that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really yeah, cool to see you know the development of some of these products and you know actually then using them in the field.
1: Yeah, I mean, you asked er- earlier like how do we decide what we develop or you know some of those decisions? I mean, part of it too is um, requests from our dealers or customers. Like just exactly like you said, well, th- well, that that's an Alps product. That's lower price. It must not be as good and as silly as it sounds like it's been hard to convince people um on our value like because that has been our positioning from day one yep like typically you either have low quality low price or you have really high quality really high price we give you the high quality but at a fair price yep and because that positioning is a little bit unique sometimes we do have to work a little bit harder to prove to people that it is as good as those things that are double the price. And it's people like you that go out there and use it and abuse it. They're like, yeah, it, it does work. It performs. And it's just as good as that stuff that costs twice as much. Yeah.
0: And, and then, I mean, you add on, it's already a, like a lot of the stuff you, you can buy is already a decent price. And then, you're a company that, you know, wants to give back. I mean, we have a 30% discount code with you guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody can get on your website and and buy something for a decent price already, and you get 30% more if you use our code. Or I've got a brother-in-law who's a lifetime member to RMEF. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not. He gets 50% (laughs) off Alps um, for life because he's a lifetime RMEF member. So you guys really do give back, you know, as much as you can. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to lose money in these situations, but man, I mean, it's really cool to see somebody be able to go, Hey, I need a good pack and, um, not spend all of their money that they had allotted to go out there on just that. They can maybe get a nice pair of boots the same year they got that pack. Um, which is, which is what was
1: big for us. Yeah. And again, that goes back to Dennis when he started the company years ago. That was always his motto, more gear for more people. Like, if you can go out there and get more people in the outdoors to experience it, I don't know too many people that have went out there and haven't enjoyed being outside. But not only that, it's just like you talked about with your experience. If you go out there and you get wet, that's not a So whether it's your pack performing comfortably and carrying well, or when you sleep, you stay warm, or when it rains, you stay dry in your tent, like all those things help make it enjoyable for you when you're out there. Yeah, 100%.
0: Um, okay, so before we move on to what you guys do in the outdoors, which is really kind of, you know, I think the coolest part of today's show, um, I'm going to put you on the spot. See what you think okay. because I've got some favorites. Um, and you can use, um, I guess you can use any of the items that you guys sell, but do you have a favorite tent that you guys sell? Do you have a favorite
1: a favorite tent. Um, I kind of do well, now. I mean,
0: <laughs> I they're, mean, they're obviously so, there's family
1: size tents and there's the singles, yeah, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're so diverse, but in terms of where I'm at right now in my life with four kids, um, I'm probably going to say the family. It's our, uh, camp Creek two room. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we can put the kids on one side and, you know, my wife can be on the other and we all got enough room in there. Um, put the airbeds in there and yeah, we can all fit and <laughs> be in one tent. You don't have to worry about everybody spread out all over the place. So yep, put me on spot in terms of family camping that, that would be the one. Yeah, for sure. Now,
0: uh, what about your favorite? So here, here's, I've struggled with this one. Do you have a favorite whitetail pack that you guys sell? And obviously that can include right. your elite if you want, but you know, usually a whitetail pack is typically going to be a little smaller than that. and, um, depending on the type of whitetail hunting you're doing, I guess you could be going, you know, three miles back on public ground. And then I really would yeah. recommend the 1800 elite, um, because then you've got, you know, the ability to pack meat, but you yeah. know, for normal Missouri hunters, what's your favorite whitetail
1: pack? Yeah, that one's, I'll say easier for me, it's the impulse. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've run that one yet, but it's, it uses our dead quiet fabric Mm-hmm. Um, so we basically eliminated all the zippers on it. So it's designed around bow hunting, extremely quiet. Um, I mean, it just, I know you've been out there plenty, but when you're out in the woods, every little noise seems like it's amplified. So the quiet's fab or the fabric's quiet, but it also has a membrane in there. So it's kind of like a fleece type fabric. Yeah. Um, but that membrane in there doesn't allow water or moisture to soak through. So, um, and it's designed in a way that, that top flips open. Um, so you can hunt out of it when you're up in the stand, um, and kind of use it as your caddy. Um, so for me, yeah, that, that thing is the best whitetail pack I've ever used. Well, uh, now you've got me mad because
0: I don't have an impulse yet. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a pursuit, um, I've got. I feel like I might. Ha- oh, I've got a crossfire.
1: Uh huh. And those have been in the line and tried and true. But yeah, the yeah. impulse came out probably three years ago. I think. Yeah, it was. I remember um, it being
0: a new a new pack when when we were working with you guys. Um, yeah, I might yeah. have to try that this next year. Who knows? Yeah, that's my go-to. I'd recommend it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Um. Okay, so let's move in to. Uh, oh, and by the way, just so you know, the reason we knew who Alps was was because Andy on our show. So he's got to get the credit for this one. Andy used a Turkey pack of your guys's, uh, that had the, the legs on it. I can't remember what the Turkey uh-huh. one's called the grand slam. If I remember correctly, Grand Slam, yeah. Yep. and uh, when we were talking about, you know, who might we want to work with? He's like, we should look at those guys because they, they make cool packs. I'm pretty sure they're in Missouri. Yeah. And so we looked into it. And so, uh, he's the one, he is the one that, you know, had it now. Then, then you start to like, look at some of the stuff you got. And you're like, Oh, that's Alps. That's Alps didn't even realize what that was you know um, yeah so it's it's really cool but the the premise of this show was we're gonna talk about what I thinks really cool and, and that's what Alps does giving back uh, and getting people into the outdoors so did the, i'm I'm assuming this started with your dad back when you know he was running you know the company that was that one of the main goals of starting Alps was to also figure out a way through a business to you know, get people
1: in the outdoors or give back to the community as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, And it probably wasn't so much so back when he started, but I think it's pretty safe to say like right now with the way that things are and kids and their, their tablets and TV, like getting outside can just do wonders for people. So they help foster that um, specifically more so with the hunting side of things, we have an initiative called share the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. um, where that's basically that that's what it is. Like we're not, we're not saying go out and be a hunter, but it's the lifestyle that we all love and enjoy. It's, it's going outside, it's camping, it's fishing, it's hunting, like going, going for a walk, walk, like whatever it is, like getting outside and that lifestyle, um, is really what we try to help expose people to um because that is one thing that i think we absolutely take for granted being not only from missouri but rural missouri um there's a lot of places that they just don't have access to that or like i said earlier like there's i haven't met too many people that once they experience that that they aren't hooked almost instantly or to see kids smiles on their face the first time they break a clay bird or Mm -hmm. um catch that first fish um just that pure joy and excitement on kids face it's not only kids it can be you know or like you said you you didn't start till college like but once you get people hooked man like it's that ripple effect too because if you can get one person hooked like they're going to tell their buddies and friends and family like um so yeah that's our that's our goal and that's our mission and that's that's what we love to do. By the
0: way that that Facebook page they do have a Facebook page that is dedicated to share the lifestyle, uh, which interestingly enough the the acronym for is STL, which is from where yep. they're from. So, <laughs> um, so it's Alps Outdoors with a Z, uh, and then dash share the lifestyle. So if you want to join that group to kind of foster that, uh, you know, I would recommend you do that. We're we're in the group, and um, you know, another thing that Alps does that you know we we were like super, uh, I, I told you this before we recorded because I didn't know if you actually knew this or not, but um, the first year, so this is, we just had our third annual um, youth deer hunt in our county and uh, a nice couple um, puts that on every year and it's for all the annual, the, the youth deer hunters. And the goal of this couple is that every year that the kids, any kid that signs up to be in this this deer contest um, any kid that signs up is going to walk away with a prize, whether they kill a deer or not, they want a kid to win something. Uh, because mm-hmm. as a kid, when you win something, you get happy, whether it's something small or not. And so I, I remember they asked us uh, if we wanted to maybe help the very first year they were doing this. And we were like, Hey, sure. You know, we're going to, we'll try our best. So we, we started reaching out to a few of our uh, partners and I, I reached out to Kyle and, and I'm like, Hey, this is what's going on. Um, you know, is there any chance that you guys would want to be involved with us in that? And we'll make sure, you know, to, to, to give them Alps' information and that sort of stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll send you some stuff. And I was like, great. I'm expecting to get like a backpack or two and, you know, like maybe a, a blind, you know, like a few small, you know, something small. We, we added it up and we had like three grand where the stuff sent to me. There were so many boxes in my driveway that day when I got home that I remember calling Kyle and I'm just like, I, I didn't mean for you to send this much. He's like, no, it's for kids, man. We love doing this. This, this is right up our alley. Uh, there's one on the St. Louis side of the state. I think you guys, uh, work with and do that for it as well. And you guys so far have been the single largest contributor to that, um, to that tournament or that event every single year. Um, and, um, you know, and then we've gotten some other things too, but it's always like just, just thousands of dollars worth of stuff for these kids. Hats and bags. And uh, one year it was like 15 or 20 little backpacks for, for all the kids. So they had a hard time like, you know, giving like, okay, we're going to put it in this pack. And it, I mean, it was just so cool. Um, and that goes a long way for kids, like you, especially kids. Adults, we like to win stuff too, sure. But for a kid... Even if you don't kill a deer in a tournament like that, and then you walk out of there with just a stupid hat, you just want to, that's all you want, which that's not what a kid. I mean, these kids are winning some really cool prizes in this thing, but if that's all you walked out of, most kids are like, that's cool. I won this. Yeah. And they remember that and they want to go do it again the next year.
1: Oh yeah. And that means they're hunting. Absolutely, You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's. That's really great, and yeah, like Kyle said, we're happy to do it. We love to do it, and just the fact that you guys are such a great part, that's a great event that you guys do. So um, I wish that there would be more people out there doing stuff like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, we're happy to support as much as we can in that in that arena. For yeah, sure.
0: and like I said, I have to give all the credit in the world to, to, to two people, and their name is Josh and Kerry Goodman. They're the ones who put this on. We just helped sponsor it. You know, we just got some stuff for them, you know, but Mm -hmm. they do all of it. I mean, you know, they've got so many volunteers that help weigh the deer. They, they cook, um, they have meals for both days for, so they have Mm -hmm. lunch, they have a big dinner that night, the, the, the Sunday night. And, uh, then, you know, then they announce all the winners live on Facebook. So you don't have to be present to win either. You just have to be a registered hunter. Uh, right now it's only two counties. So it's in Lafayette and Johnson counties, Missouri, uh, that they're running it in and, and that's probably the biggest thing is trying to f- figure out how to get it bigger because you can only, you know, serve so many people in that one area. Yeah. Well, the idea is maybe someone in a neighboring County that doesn't have it starts one so that right. those kids can, you know, go to a cool event like that because you really don't have that stuff for kids when it comes to whitetail hunting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you can go to coyote tournaments with a little more adult rated type of tournaments for the most part, but, um, you know, You can, you can find those, uh, fishing tournaments. You can find that sort of stuff, fishing derbies, things like that. But, you know, whitetail is hard to find. And so that was cool that they started it. And, um, you know, and I, and I know there's a, there's one over on that side of the state too, that's going on. Um, what are some other things you guys have been involved in over the years? Um, have you, have you got to to be a part of some other cool
1: events like, like that? Yeah. Um, like over the years, like. We've been um, involved in all groups, so whether it's Army F, yep. Limited, DU, and WTF, um, and so they all have different versions of kind of like what you're describing of. Um, I think that some of them call them like learn to hunt events. So whether that's for youth or mentoring or even adults, um, like there's just everybody's kind of got their different version of that. Um, there is actually some where we took our, basically our whole company and anybody that was a hunter was the mentor and everybody, anybody that wanted to be involved, but was he, um, and we all, we all went hunting together as, as a company. Um, we did something similar this season after we harvested, harvested some deer, um, we all cut up deer together. We, we taught people how to um, skin them and cut them up and which parts do what and um, kind of trying to do that whole thing from A to Z or, you know, a lot of people call it field to fork. Um, but just more so than just saying, okay, well, you know, you can go out and hunt, but it doesn't just stop there. Um, getting people to enjoy that food as well um, is a huge part of it because uh, that that's what been one of the biggest things for me is um, when I first got into it, like I was kind of okay with the food, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the main reason that I did it. Um, I did it more for the camaraderie and that type of thing. But over the years, like I, I want that food in the end as much as anything, because um, it, if you prepare it correctly, it, it tastes great and helping people learn how to prepare it. And then also that it breaking down some of those barriers and some of the stigmas against it, I think is an important step as well. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: You learn the uh, back straps and the inner loins are <laughs> not something you want to turn into burger. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I, uh, I don't remember where I learned that, you know, it's been several years, but my son killed his first buck this year. Um, and, we, we took it to the processor. Right now I'm using processors um, and we've got a good local processor that I, I, I know these guys and they're good guys and um, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you know for a fact that the inner, the inner, uh, inner loins and the back straps have to come off. They've got to come off. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, what do you want to do, buddy? And he got some, some sausages made, some jalapeno sausage for his grandpa and some snack sticks. Uh, and then I like to get a lot of ground because I love making jerky Um, that's probably my favorite thing to do with deer is making my own jerky. And, Mm -hmm. um, that boy bothers me dang near every night about cooking his steaks. And (laughs) I've done a poor job of planning it, but the next time we we have steaks as a family, I need to set his out too and just Mm -hmm. cook them. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't cooked a, a, a deer tenderloin or a loin or backstrap in a while. I'm scared to heck to mess it up, and I don't want him to have his first his first oh, yeah. experience be a bad one. So mm-hmm. I need to like make sure I'm on my game. I'm gonna you be yeah. I'm gonna be using my uh, oh what the heck's that that blackstone? I'll, I'll, I'll use that to cook it, so it should be a nice even heat. I shouldn't have you know issues with that, and I just need to be ready to treat it differently than a a, a beef steak. because beef steaks are oh, yeah. easy to tell when they're, they're done, but when you have lean meat it's 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 a touchy subject
1: yeah from my experience and I'm definitely no great chef but I think when you overcook deer deer steaks and deer meat that's that's when it starts getting tough um so I think that's kind of the key is to to not overcook it I some think some people get freaked out well then it kind of looks bloody or whatever but if yeah that's been my experience is just don't overdo it yeah yeah uh I think that I remember we,
0: we cooked some elk burgers a few years ago as a group, and that that's the weirdest thing with elk. Elk's even more lean than a deer is, uh, from mm-hmm. what I can gather. And you're cooking the burger, and as soon as you think it's done, it's overcooked. Mm. You should have yeah. stopped. You should have stopped. <laughs> and yeah, it it almost looks raw when you should have stopped, but it's it's mm-hmm. done. It just doesn't have the fat that uh, that you know, beef has in it. And so, You got to be ready to, to, you know, pull it off at the right time. So I'm going to make sure I pay attention. I'm going to pay more attention to temperature than I do what, what it looks like so that he can have a nice first Mm -hmm. experience. But, uh, yeah, he's got some up there right now that, and it was a nice young buck too. So I know it's not going to be like super bad. It's going to be, and he died immediately, quick kill. Um, you know, we got it there fast, so it'll be, should be really, really good. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Um, so what do you got going
1: on? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming your deer season's over for the most part. Are you still doing any hunting? Uh, no, I think I'm done for the year. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously right now we're into the holidays. And then um, coming up here in January, we're going to start traveling quite a bit for different trade shows. Um, so, yeah, our family's probably done hunting for, for the year. Yeah. Do you have a pretty good year? Um, yeah, I So it was pretty special for me last year. My son went out with me and my wife for the first time. Didn't shoot, but, um, he went out and sat out there with me. Um, so that was pretty cool. But then this year, um, he, he's been bugging me all year. So, you know, basically told him like, you got to practice, you got to, you know, get yourself ready. It's not just show up and shoot a deer. So we did that all summer long and, um, he he was ready. So him and my, whenever he wanted to go, then that triggered my older daughter to want to go as well. So we had both of them and my wife, all four of us in, in one blind, um, hunt together, which was pretty special. Um, so with two young kids, we didn't see a whole lot of deer. <laughs> they haven't learned to be quiet. Um, but I mean, I wasn't going to sit there and shush them the entire time, right, And just right. make it unenjoyable. And I for sure wasn't going to bring technology out there for them. Like to me, that's why you go out into the woods is to experience being out there. It's not to sit there on your phone or tablet or anything like that. So um, that's pretty special being out there at, as a family unit like that. And um, he didn't. He sh- he shot a couple times and missed. Um, so. It's a learning process for him, but, um, we had a good time for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, failure is, is part of hunting. And honestly, I oh, think, absolutely. I think the younger a kid can learn that it might be better for him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't say I want my kids to fail, but my oldest son has, has already killed a, a deer before, but this year he had the opportunity to kill a really nice eight pointer and he missed and he he was upset because we, initially I thought he did hit the deer and it was a dead deer and I couldn't find blood. We go back the next morning I, and I, I made sure there was no hit. He, he missed the deer mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. he got upset, you know, um, I, I don't want to embarrass the boy, but you know, he got upset about it. And I said, Hey, listen, yeah. like that's, this is a good learning, uh, a learning spot for you because if you hunt long enough, I don't care what people are going to tell you on Facebook or what they're going to tell you on some social media. If you hunt long enough, you're going to either mess up and you're going to wound a deer or you're going to miss and it's going to happen to you. And so how you handle it moving forward from that is what is most important. You know, um, I said, so don't, don't be too upset with yourself. It's just hunting. You know, I'm glad you missed because now he's not hurt and he's not, you know, potentially dying somewhere. Um, you just, you missed, but when, when you think you might've hit something, this is the type of work you have to do to try to make sure, um, you either recover the animal or, you know, you make sure that he's not dead. Um, you know, we don't go just looking for five minutes and if we don't find him, uh, we'll try again. That's not how it works. Um, you know, so. I actually, I mean, I was upset that he failed more at myself because I think I'm the reason that he, he messed up, not not him. You know, I'm the dad. I should have had him set up a little better. Um, I should have made him wait until the deer stood up. He, it was a laying down buck. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard horror stories, and I didn't think there was going to be one, but, you know, he did miss. So, you know, I, I put more pressure on myself or more of the blame on myself because I should have put him in a better situation to succeed. But I'm glad he got to that experience. You know, I would have rather that happened yeah. than nothing at all, you know, um, because For at sure. least he got to experience what it's like to miss a, a deer, you know, and next year he might have a bigger one show up that yeah. he won't have that same experience. Same thing with your son. He missed a few times. It sounds like he might be younger. He he must be younger. Didn't, I think I saw a picture. Yeah. He,
1: he, yeah he's, uh, he just turned
0: seven. Yeah. So he's, he's younger than mine. But maybe next year, he's got that experience under his belt of missing that he knows what it's going to take, you know, to get it done at 8. And right. um, they don't get those experiences sitting at home in front of Fortnite
1: and their switches and, you know, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't want to miss either, but, yeah, I also didn't want – and there's nothing wrong with it, but I didn't want some giant – buck walking out and he shoot that the first time he was out there either. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's a little bit humbling, but you can, it's kind of like playing sports. Like sometimes when you lose, you learn more when you lose than you do when you win. So yeah. Yeah. Take that as a learning experience. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that? A kid killing a giant, like a booner on their first, their
1: first (laughs) deer kind of spoils them for life, but I mean, you're not going to tell them to pass it. If it, if the opportunity presents itself, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it seems like you hear those stories all the time. You do. I, 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 so we had
0: a deer weir after this year that Micah ended up, ended up killing and me and my son were on the same farm the same morning it happened. We were hunting together. We just weren't together, me and Micah and, and Caden. So during rifle season and even youth season, when I took the boys hunting, I wasn't hunting. I was, I was with mm-hmm. the boys. So, you know, like that day, Caden was the shooter. I was the guide. And mm-hmm. that deer ended up walking out in front of Micah and, and he got shot by Micah, but he was headed our way. So yeah. Micah's like, so 179 inch deer, which is what he ended up being. If he would have walked in front of Caden, would you have let him shoot him? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that would have ruined him for life. You know, and then <laughs> we start making that joke. I'm like, well, he. I mean, there's yeah. a good chance you don't ever shoot a bigger deer than that. I can promise you, you know? Right. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean anything inside 200 yards, I was gonna let him, let him shoot the deer, um, yeah. and if he would have missed, now nah, I would have maybe been upset. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I, so we started talking about that, and it's made me think: you know, I, I, Does it mess a kid up if they kill a giant, you know, the first time, or does it just light that fire even more that they want that experience yeah. again?
1: I don't know. Yeah, it probably depends on the kid a little bit, but yeah, like you're you're talking like. I wasn't ever gonna pressure my son or daughter to shoot like if right. they were comfortable and they were ready like I wasn't I wasn't gonna pressure him like if it if it would have been a giant and he he passed then he did or if it was a, a doe and he wanted to wait for a buck like I'm not gonna sit there and tell him he has to shoot or needs to shoot um it was he he was the one hunting and it was gonna be his decision. Um, and I was going to help him in any way that I could, but I wasn't going to pressure him into shooting. It's comfortable.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And and that's what it's about is getting out there with the kids. I've had more fun these last 3 seasons with my sons. Um, yeah. you know, and like this year, I think we I counted up how many times I was out in the woods but I wasn't actually hunting because I was with my kid hunting. And mm-hmm. damn near half of my hunts this year, I wasn't the hunter. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's really fun. Um, the biggest thing is having to get used to a blind. I'm not typically a blind hunter. I don't like being in blinds. Mm-hmm. I was in mm-hmm. a blind more this year than I have been in my entire life, in my yep. entire life. Uh, and that's <laughs> mostly just because the boys, you know, it's, it's a little easier to, you know, cause you're, you can move around yeah. a little more in there. Yeah. You can have the gun sitting on a tripod or like mm-hmm. the crossbow sitting on a tripod. So it's a little more stable of a shot. I get it. And I actually didn't mind it too much. So you know, those days it was raining and we were dry. That worked out pretty well. But it wasn't all bad. Yeah, yeah it wasn't all bad. <laughs> um, Adam, why don't you tell people how they can um, uh, check out Alps Outdoors and the Alps uh, brand of families, or family of brands, and uh, follow you guys on social and things like that.
1: Yeah. So our if you want to say our whole umbrella of brands, it's alpsbrands.com. And under that umbrella, it's Alps Mountaineering, which is our camping brand. Alps Outdoors with a Z. Uh, Like you said earlier, Um, we also are the licensees for Browning Camping. Mm -hmm. Um, So there we basically just have an arrangement with Browning to put their buck mark on our camping gear. Um, And then we have another brand called Cedar Ridge um, that is camping oriented, but it's just a little bit lower price point. Um, So, again, recognizing that there's different um, people out there that are doing different experiences that allows um people to kind of get introduced to camping at um not such a big budget commitment. So um but yeah then we've got those on social as well Alps Outdoors uh, and Alps out Alp, Alps Mountaineering. Um we're on Facebook, um Instagram um we're on YouTube. Um so yeah connect with us at any of those um areas. Awesome. For sure.
0: Well, Adam Bruni, I really appreciate your time today coming on, talking about Alps' story and uh, what they like to do in the outdoors. Uh, you know, it's uh, not real common for companies to, uh, you know, start with a love of the outdoors and then continue that mm-hmm. love, trying to, you know, push it into generations uh, in front of us. So I appreciate your time today, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate right.
0: it. See you, man.